I don't know if there's another MMO that cares least about the community than World of Warcraft. I really don't. They make fun of them in public. Like, in, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that classic you statement. You, are, but you think you do, but you don't. And and it's just, but you got a phone, <laughs> don't you? Like, dude, they are so rude, so blatantly <laughs> awful to their community. They don't give them what they want, what they ask for. They, they're just like, eh, you don't know anything. We're, we're Blizzard. We know. Activision will tell us the right thing to do. And they just screw their community. So, you know, my respect level for Blizzard is, is so deep in the negatives. You know, they're, they're, they're garbage, man. So they deserve what anything that happens, they deserve it at this point. You are so venting for people in chat right now. I'm watching people just going, he's venting for me. <laughs> it's like, I feel this. It resonates on a deep level. In with my... a Nobel player. You I know feel like saying? my soul's being I'm recharged. I feel like I'm getting back some of my... Energy's Wait, coming back. I feel like now. I'm getting it back off of this. He understands <laughs> me. Welcome to the party. We are looking for more your podcast for all things gaming with a focus on MMOs, RPGs, game development, and gaming culture. I am your host, Phoenix, also known as Morg. I'm joined today by our returning party members. Welcome back. The Nathan. Napalm. What's up, everybody? <laughs> Glad to be here. Welcome back. I'm sorry, Renfa. I don't really. I didn't really think of another introduction that was oh, like that. But welcome back, man. Yep. <laughs> and uh, welcome to everybody here in chat. Always a pleasure to have the the fam here gathering around the central flame. And uh, before we get too dug in today's show, got to give a big shout out to all the Imperial Flames, which are the supporters here on Twitch, YouTube, and Patreon. Thanks for keeping this party's bags packed, provision stocked for all of our adventures here on the show, everybody. And, uh, yo, we got some things to talk about, but as promised today, we're going to be talking about this show's origin story. Um, yeah, Ooh. it's gonna be kind of fun, man. We've been kind of promising this one for a while. And I guess, you know, to be fair, we'd probably be closer to episode 50 and, and we've talked about doing it around episode 50, but to be fair, we kind of had some delays and like cancellations on certain shows along the way, such as life. Um, but, 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 but we actually have a review to read. I know. All right. We actually, I, I'll be honest. I just, uh, you know, kept telling people, give us a review, give us a review, and then I st kind of stopped looking. I can't check back every every few weeks or so, and I was like, oh shit, I missed this. And there was like two, you know, two like five star reviews. So very much appreciated. Remember, you can go over to iTunes, give us a review, tell us, you know, how you think we're doing. Um, just leave a comment if you do. Leave a comment for us here on the show. Then, I mean, obviously, we're gonna read it here, just like we're about to do now. Um, so thanks to both of the people that did give us a review. It's greatly appreciated. And uh, remember, you can do a call in as well to one five three nine six six four six eight zero one. We'll play that here on the show as long as it's, you know, not against the terms of service on Twitch because we do live stream this as a live show. And uh, yeah, um, so I'm going to go ahead and read this one. And uh, you guys, it's going to be kind of funny. So try not to laugh too much when you hear how the person decided to organize their name. <laughs> This is a five-star review from right. Jethro Von Scribbles. Hmm. Jethro Von Scribbles. I, I'm trying to think if that, if I could think of who that is. The only person that yeah. I, the only person I could think of who that, who that. It's a little cryptic. I don't know. <laughs> is, it, <laughs> is it though? 
<laughs> uh, so looking for more podcast more like looking for nerdy good-looking studs mega brains on this show these people know all about the mmorpg genre and aren't afraid to share i'm glad to have watched most of their episodes and i'm proud to be a mega fan huzzah that would be from scribbles over at defend the night mmorpg and development and give them a shout out because really appreciate that one man that was a great shout out and i really appreciate that man um ah I don't know, man. Can I say he popped the show's cherry? Is that work? It works for me. Kind of, ac- yeah. Kind of yeah. accurate if we're talking feel, in terms of you know. Feel pretty so. sexy today. I'm bringing sexy back. What? <laughs> okay, okay, I'm not. Don't worry, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> but no, I promise. Uh, listen, man. I was on a did a recording this week, Renfell, for your Mondays and MMORPGs, which will be coming out sometime here in the near future. I forget when. Um, I think that one's yeah, end of the month. End of the month. We're scheduled three or four weeks cool. out. So just be aware, some of what we're going to talk about today, totally we have a tie into that show. So th- just as a heads up, definitely going to want to check that one out. I'll be sh- you know sharing it with you all soon enough. But um, yeah, I guess overall, let's talk about our weekend gaming, guys. Like, what have you been up to? What's been what's been happening in your gaming domains, friends? Well, I just want to say that after so long over a year at least probably more than that of nothing happening in the mmo world pretty dry Mm -hmm. um i've been super busy man i mean we've got the everquest server coming out which i'm gonna stream so i've been trying to do my homework and make sure i'm not a complete idiot there because i haven't really played it hardcore in a long time Mm -hmm. but also which we're going to talk about more about this later but burning crusade been casually playing world of warcraft classic forever not got a 60 so been really just burning the midnight oil uh trying to get to 60 in that because i or at least 57 ish uh so i can do that um and then you know there's been some decent things out in the world you know you got some pretty decent rpgs uh mass effect tonight right like so i i just don't have enough time man um i'm just gonna have to uh, wait on mass effect to the weekends over and then there's a 30 hour announced play session for pantheon this weekend so um Man, I'm just I forget about sleep. Uh, I used to get six hours. I'm just going to tone that down to two. Tone down to two, dude. Uh, let's see. I uh, this week, um, we obviously recorded the show with Simmerg. I've got Nathan's coming on the show on Friday, so I'm getting both of these dudes on the show. That'll be fun. Both in one week. I feel doubly blessed. Yes. Um, so are we game wise? I actually am going to be. No life in it for this weekend for the Mass Effect Legendary Edition. I pre-ordered it for the PS4. I had a good two and a half, three hour nap this afternoon, and I'm planning on staying up because it comes out. It goes live at 11 p.m. my time, so I'm on Central Time. So I'm gonna be streaming that tonight at least for a few hours. I'll probably stay up till nah, we'll see two or three in the morning, depends on how I feel, and then I'm gonna be playing that all weekend. I got nothing else on my agenda for that. Other than that. I did finally patch up Star Wars Old Republic, and I have been going through all the content since the Fraction Alliance stuff, which I've never done. I'm like a year behind on the expansion stuff, so I'm just kind of playing that casually in my spare time and still working on the Lotro stuff. Um, I think that's it on the gaming front. But yeah. Fast Effect! So, (laughs) I know last time on this show we talked about how uh wasn't really probably wasn't really planning on there being a show next week 
due to the fact that Ashes of Creation was going to be in testing. Hold on, I just realized something. There's, I gotta, I've gotta, I've gotta I'm sorry, I've gotta, I've gotta change the lighting at least a little bit, or I'm gonna get a whole lot of this like red light district count, casting couch bullshit from people. Okay, we're good. There's a little bit of shut. I probably should turn on a little more than that, huh? I know. I just like completely stopped the show. Be like, hold on, hold on, and hold on. We just need to. Okay, that's a little better. Jeez, dude. Um, can I talk about my day? You know what happened today? What you guys know. And it went down to the VA and I had to get my eyes dilated to get a check or whatever. Is it just me or is it that shit take forever to wear off? It does. Six hours. I'm like, yo, yeah. I got it. I got I got to do taxes. <laughs> Which, by the I way, can, both, uh, you know? there's a part of my essence of who I am, my soul, like down to the very like I mean, I'm talking like atomic level, man. There are pieces being taken. I can feel them. I can feel <laughs> like it's one strand at a time kind of just, thing. It's just some part of who I am and what makes me thrive as a human being. I feel like getting taken from me. <laughs> like it's a little dramatic, but it is also kind of how I feel. So um but Ashes of Creation, we talked about last time. So there was a big change with Ashes of Creation. Um, I'm actually going to pull up the timeline since not everybody that, you know, watches this show, watches the Ashes Pathfinder podcast, which is, by the way, 5 p.m. Sundays uh, CDT here on this channel. Um, if you do want to catch up with all things Ashes of Creation. But the reason I mentioned that is we did talk about it last time and uh, there was an update to there. Well, some people call it a delay. It is a delay in a sense. It's also, I think, strategic timing. Um, which, which when, when, when we talked Renfell on your show, I was like that, like, oh, wow. Okay. So this probably couldn't have been any better timing, to be honest. Um, yeah. and I'm going to explain why. So I'm going to kind of talk about, it. so next week podcast likely still happening. Um, but Ashes of Creation will not be in open testing for the public to see. So Stephen Sharif, a CEO, creative director, put out a, um, put out a statement to the public kind of outlining it and talking about all the things they're working on and the reason for there being a bit of a delay. So what we had coming up was you're going to have from the 14th, which is tomorrow um, through the following Friday, uh, you are going to have from the 14th to the 21st, no NDA testing, meaning streamers, creators could you know showcase it, play it. Everybody that had alpha one access could get in there and do it. He also did mention, Hey, if you know, you were planning on playing during this time, and you don't want to, you know, basically, if you want to refund your pre-order pack or whatever, then you can, we'll honor it from the fifth, back to the fifth. So I thought that was pretty stand-up. And the shifting goalposts have happened. Now, I'm going to name the dates real quick. So intermittent spot testing, closed, meaning NDA, under NDA testing, which means you can't showcase it, is going from tomorrow through July 9th. Now, to keep in mind that this no NDA testing that was going to be coming up was going to be from this Friday tomorrow through next Friday, the 21st. Right. And then the whole month of June, June 1st through 30th was going to be the no NDA one month long test. Right. Well, this also was something I brought up on the Pathfinder show. And I was like, I don't know how well that's going to go because they were planning on going back to the studio in the middle of June as well. And they had just gotten this new studio that they haven't even fully moved into yet. They got, they left the small studio 
like towards the you know the beginning of the pandemic and everything and haven't really been able to like get set up over there so they they basically need to go get nested over there still and get, like, get used to their new domain and all that um so i was kind of like i don't know and then of course we find out that well we already knew that the elder scrolls online had their expansion coming out early june as well like june 1st right and then the burning crusade world of warcraft classic burning crusade is coming out da, 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 june 1st which is the first day of that one month long play test for ashes right they'd have been splitting up i mean you're talking like a lot of reasons here that it makes sense um to wait one is like the big dogs that probably would come over and stream your game and play it they yeah. might have they'd be in a position to choose do i go to the game that i basically have covered for x amount of years or go over here and do this you know at the middle of a like classic launch the or for the burning crusade or whatever and so there's that and plus plus their attention right so mm -hmm. um steve mentioned that too that yep. like he needs your full attention right this is uh still yeah. a test right we're still testing uh so it would even if because I, I in my honest opinion ashes has enough clout and enough attention now to where a ton of big streamers would have came even with all the other stuff going on but they wouldn't have had their full attention for sure because they'd be splitting time between uh you know elder scrolls or burning crusade so attention mm -hmm. i think is a big part of it like we need to be the center of attention for a little while you know what i'm saying right. uh, very important yeah yeah and i mean so let's talk about the dates right so the the push was we're still going to be doing back in testing right and in this announcement they're doing a three-day test like what is it friday saturday sunday i think this weekend so people who have alpha one are gonna be able to do that but they just can't show it to people it's still under visual nda probably under NDA and period, unless Steven's like, Hey, you guys can talk about it though. We'll see what happens. Um, yeah. Then you got another preview where you have your first actual no NDA preview. That's going to be July 9th through 11th. So that's actually kind of only a three day window. And then just a few days after that, from July 14th through August 13th, you've got the one month period of no NDA, which aligns really well because when I was chatting with Renfield on his show, that had been right as new world announced that on august 31st the game's releasing so talk about good timing man talk about just the right placement not when this stuff comes out hopefully enough time to where most of the people that are playing that are willing to kind of go hang here for a while and not and then before the new world uh, launch happens too which we got some stuff about that to talk about today too because that's juicy but yeah yeah but definitely we definitely got to talk about burning crusade launch too oh yes a lot of a lot of information unpacked there yeah definitely um yeah and i was like preparing to do a video and some stuff this week and i just couldn't man because i just don't have the time but there's gonna be a lot of rant videos next week for me gives me time man i got time until i get to showcase this for people um yeah so selfishly as a creator it actually worked out for me because i got like asheshq.com that i need to tune up a little bit i got some things to work on there I got maybe some more people to recruit for the Ashes HQ, like content creator group that, you know, for the website, like the people that curate the content there and find some more homies to bring in. I saw Half Tilt Gamer in chat. Shout out to him. He's on that team. Um, so I need a little bit of time, too, because I feel like I wasn't really quite ready to jump in and showcase it for everybody just yet. But um, I don't know. Like, what do you what do you all think about the the pushback and uh, the reasons and things? I know, Renfo, we talked about it on your show a little bit, but maybe kind of you know, kind of reiterate on that here. I mean, yeah, for me, 
the, the the timing of it is somewhat coincidental in the sense that because they didn't I don't think anybody knew about the New World launch until mm. last or till Tuesday, which is the other day. So they had already made that announcement for Ashes. The 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 only criticism that I had, um, and this is criticism from an outsider because I'm not heavily involved in Ashes. Because I think he told me that originally they had something scheduled for March. Yes. They get pushed back, yeah. and then that got pushed back, and then that got pushed back, and here they are again pushing something back again so they went from a march mm-hmm. to a july which really in the grand scope of things is not that big of a deal but this 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 is my continual criticism of of crowdfunded games where one two three four how many times do they shift and sometimes it's for the right reasons and sometimes it's you know who knows but that's my only criticism of it. Otherwise, it's like I think it's a good marketing move um, because as far as I understand things, there's two things that I took away from this. On the on the plus side, if you bought the $500 pack last week, um, A, they were willing to refund it to you if if you didn't approve of their shifting the dates again, which is kudos. That's a, that's a good business move, and that's an honest business move. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing is that um, everybody who buys still gets to go play. You just can't stream it. So if you're really there to support the game, then you're still going to support the game. You're going to go test and you're going to play and you're going to get involved. and You're going to do the things you were going to do anyway. So it's not that big of a deal. The only people that are losing out are the streamers who bought a $500 pack because they're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be able to make content for my for my YouTube and Twitch and I'm going to, I'm going to get big numbers and I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to become an ashes content creator. Those people are shit out of luck, but I kind of feel like those types of testers who cares because they're not really there to test. They're there to preview and stream and try to get visibility for their channel. So at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I, I do still, again, I will always criticize companies who shift those goalposts too frequently. Uh, but I have, no skin in that game and i from a marketing standpoint it is a good idea to shift it away from burning crusade because when classic launched everybody was busy for two months i mean just everybody was no life in classic for two months when it launched um and it's going to be no different than um with burning crusade launch um i know life did because i had never played world of warcraft before and i i did six months in classic um and i played I think we were doing five nights a week with the guild. Um, and that's the first time I've played like that since I used to raid back in, you know, 2009 was the last time I played like that. So I, I kind of know life it for about six months. And I think we got up to Blackwing's Lair and that's when I was like, uh, I don't have time to raid like this anymore and have to worry about all the pot grinds and getting all my mats together for the raids every week. I was like, uh, I, I yeah. can't do this anymore. I have the time, but I don't have the inclination to, do that i've been there done that right. <laughs> so yeah I, I foresee two months and then ashes will be in the clear yeah yeah i i i just want to throw all the blame honestly at, at blizzard <laughs> i honestly let me let me explain something so everybody's been waiting for what's the date going to be what's the date going to be and we all yeah. know that pre-patch season right especially for burning crusade classic with introducing new races we all knew we, they said we we're going to have enough time to level those up or whatever to be caught up and be ready to go into um, the Dark Portal. Well, 
what do you know? Uh, suddenly, almost like it was rushed out, right? They said, oh, you know, uh, we're releasing it on June 1st and uh, May 18th will be pre-patched. So you get two weeks. Um, that's not enough time in Classic. For the general gamer, um, you know, that is not enough time. And then to make matters worse, then they say, um, you know, you can boost your character, right? But not the Drain Eye or the, the uh, Blood Elf, but you can boost any other character up to 58. But you have to make that decision right away, um, uh, you know, because you don't have much time to compensate, right? So for players who want to go in and just really dig in deep and get to 60, well, good luck. Uh, you don't have much time. Uh, but then also on top of that, uh, you have to make the decision, uh, you know, about if you're going to clone your character and keep one in classic or not. You have to make that decision, from my understanding, right there here on pre-patch. And so if you... It's going to cause people to not have enough time to think about it and and make the right decision, et cetera. And they're just going to end up spending the money. It's also going to split the yeah. It's going to split the community. It's just it's a mess. And this wasn't good. World of Warcraft or Blizzard always does this, right? They always just conveniently launch an expansion, a big patch, right on top of another MMO. And it's a smart strategy for them, right? But it's getting to a point now where it seems desperate, right? This isn't even launch of Ashes of Creation. This is Alpha and NDA going down. And I, I know, I know that they did it because of that. Because that's the big talk for the WoW crowd, especially retail, right. is... Ashes of Creation. You yeah. got the content creators, uh, all the big ones, of, are, mm -hmm. Asmund Gold. They're all talking about Ashes, lots right? They're them. all excited for it. Yep. So they this was on purpose, and you know what? The it's just bullcrap, man. Uh, Blizzard needs to get over themselves, right? You 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 shit your own bed, right? It's not it's not anybody else's fault but yours. Everything that's wrong with your game is your fault. Your community has been telling you for years, and I'm not part of that community. I'm not a big WoW player. But your community has been telling you for years what's wrong with your game, how to fix it, exactly what they want, and you just continue to fix problems that are not even what the community asked you to do. And um, it's just – it's bogus, man, and, and – uh, uh, it, it pisses me off because this hurt Ashes in a way. There's going to be some people get refunds. It causes negative attention towards them. We're talking about a small studio here that really can't afford bad attention in any kind of way. And this was out of their control. Now, the good news is that Blizzard can't change the date for Burning Crusade. It look horrible. Right. So they can't do it. And so now they're stuck for June 1st. But at least Ashes has a little bit of yeah. flexibility to say, all right, then, you freaking assholes. We'll just move it over a month. <laughs> And um, you know, you 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 shit in your own bed. So now now people don't have enough time to level up in pre-patch. They don't have enough time to prepare. Which ironically, what's the uh, slogan for uh, uh, Burning Crusaders? You are not prepared, right? Well, right. guess what? You're not prepared, motherfuckers. Uh, so <laughs> you know, it's just bullshit, man. It really upsets me a lot. I mean, they do have a re like. Look. I played World of Warcraft for the better part of 13 years or something before I was like, I tap out now. Like Legion into Legion. I was like, I can't do. I'm going to. Yes. I know you have heard this before. It's happening again. I don't care. I'm saying it. I can't do this whole. Let's give you a board and a garrison bullshit to go check in at. Let's give you that takes you out of the damn world in the first place. I want to be in the world doing stuff. Like there's so many things about world of Warcraft that they do really well. In my opinion, like the, the reason they go into old dungeons and raids, like here, you got transmog, you got pets, you got mounts, you got all kinds of stuff and things, right? Achievements. Um, 
Plus, it's just fun. Like the RP dialogue elements that happen in there and stuff are just a lot of fun, especially if you're nostalgic. So there's well, like those scripted encounters are pretty cool too. They, yeah, they are. They really genuinely are. They do a good job with that stuff. And there's like lots of good reasons to play. But these mission boards and like artifact weapons and shit like that, or rings or necks or whatever that you got to go dump in like some power into that becomes completely pointless and meaningless at the end of the expansion. And and the idea that like I've got to log in every day just to go grind on some currency just to keep even and that doesn't even include like me wanting to play an alt me wanting to go do in-game progression raids or dungeons or mythics or whatever or arenas it doesn't even include all that it just includes specifically the time to go in there so you didn't miss out that day on this these points or currency just so you're at that baseline mm-hmm. oh. dailies i hate daily so much dude like I can I could get I could get by them in some of World of Warcraft in the earlier days because you'd get the reputation grind dailies and you get like mounts and cool things and stuff like that. But then over, you know, over 10 years of doing that, eventually you're just like, ah, this hurt. I just just no, yeah. no. Over, it's weird yeah. too, because I can remember like EverQuest one in Velius when you had to get the faction armor. So you did the dwarven, you went and killed giants to get the dwarf armor, and then you killed dragon what all that that progression tier in a way those were dailies because our guild was doing that every single it's like what are we doing today we're going to kale we're going to go kill dragons and we're going to get dragon drops and then we're going to go to velk's labyrinth and we're going to get gems so that we can turn in our but it wasn't forced it was we can do this tonight or we can go off and do this other thing instead and the way that warcraft and a lot of these other games do that system of like you, you got to do these six things today. And if you don't do them, you feel like crap. And nobody wants to do the, the one, one of the few times I've tried to play final fantasy 14. That was the thing that drove me nuts. Cause nobody wants to do anything other than, Oh, well we got to tick off the dailies for our dungeon yeah. things. So we can get the points. And that's the only thing we want to do. We don't care about the, the dungeons that you want to do because you want to do the storyline. We only want to get our dailies. And it's just like, yeah, I'm done. And the daily yeah. roulette or whatever they call it. The thing yeah. where you go jump yeah. in and roulette. you do. Yeah. yeah. And, it's, oh. it's that, it's that tunnel thing, right? Where they're like, or, or funnel, I should say they're funneling you into content. Right. So yeah. every request had options where there was so many different ones that like it, you didn't feel funneled into it. It felt like you were making that decision to go down, uh, those those paths and and mm-hmm. with games like 14 and wow you're literally funneled into it and what's funny is they used to be good at it right like i bet you because remember the raid progression in burning crusade is pretty freaking insane uh mm-hmm. to, to go through the different tiers right but i bet you people have a good time doing it right because it was just developed with heart and soul and it was fun and it was engaging and it wasn't it didn't feel like the uh retail wow where everything's just kind of like algorithmic piece together bullshit you know it, so i think that has a lot to do with it too is just i love the, the care. what you just mentioned because i'm not intimately familiar with world of warcraft because i was way too busy with everquest 2 but that was the one thing i loved about like the um blanket on the name of it now but it's it's the um the expansion when they brought the the mythic weapons in uh kunark i think it was rise of kunark is what it was called and that progression was very much tiered um and so you had to do it in a certain order and everything else but it was a hell of a lot of fun and each class 
had a really cool storyline behind the mythic weapon that they were getting. So you were involved in this epic storyline as you were going along. And it was, there was some parts of it that were solo, some parts of it that were two or three person groups, some parts that were full groups, some person that were two man raids and some parts that were four man raids. So it really was this tiered progression system that was so Mm -hmm. well done that it kept you engaged. And that was by that point, they had added the persistent zones as well. So you could, instead of having to worry about being online for 15 hours to do a raid, you go in and play for three hours with your guild, come back two nights later, pick up where you left off, and it allowed everybody to proceed at their own pace, and you really felt like you were getting a lot out of it. It was more enjoyable for me as a player, for sure, at least from my perspective. I didn't play Burning Crusade, so I, I what you mentioned there sounds familiar on a um, scope scale. And you know what, what expansion of World of Warcraft hurt me the most on dailies, honestly? Missed the Pandaria, dude. There were so many. I felt like... Oh, man. I felt like you log on and spend hours doing dailies between every place, dude. It was so horrible. I think they bumped the cap up on daily quests or something at that time, too. Um, yeah. But, dude, I I think, I think look, I, 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 I like that Steven with Ashes has never been of the mind that we're going to kill the other MMOs. That's never been his perspective. He doesn't even like that kind of talk because he feels like it's tribalism and all that. We've talked about that here before, too. I don't even like it. I think I think the more MMOs that are thriving, the better it is for the MMORPG community. Hell, for gaming community in general, I think. But um, yeah, I like kind of look at this situation and I go, yo, I, that like, I think they should be worried. I think World of Warcraft should actually be worried a little bit. Now, I'm not saying it's a wow killer. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying you should be worried if you have some of the biggest creators that cover your game as the primary game they play. And it's not just Asmongold or just any of like the, the names that you usually hear, right? Like Asmongold is the biggest one. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones offhand right now. I'm just, Bellular, um... Yes. Bellular from YouTube. Um, there's like some of the other streamers. I can't right now. The names S Von, right? That's another one. Um, there's a, there's a bunch of world of Warcraft streamers, man, with significant audiences. Yeah. I'd be concerned too if they're all on social media talking about Ashes of Creation because they want to check it out, right? Because that means that that's the audience that that sits on your category, on another category if they go hang out there. So timing yeah. that it was it just seemed like a direct we gotta fight. It for was an it, attack. Right? It was an attack. And here's the thing: I actually commend smart business decisions even when it's not a business i particularly enjoy right like i usually commend it like smart move even though it hurts me and what i do that was very smart but i don't think this was smart because they screwed their community in order to rush this out on june 1st right so it wasn't actually smart it was just deceitful like that's it like the, the the players lose out they didn't have the time and 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 it's and it's bullcrap and the, the problem with Blizzard is, is that they do not care about their community at all. Like, they, I don't know if there's another MMO that cares least about the community than World of Warcraft. I really don't. They make fun of them in public. Like, in, you know what I'm saying? Like, that, that classic statement. You, you, you think you do, but you don't. And and it's just, well, you got a <laughs> phone, don't you? Like, dude, they are so <laughs> rude, so blatantly <laughs> awful to their community. They don't give them what they want, what they ask for. They they're just like, eh, you don't know anything. 
We're we're Blizzard. We know. Well, Activision will tell us the right thing to do, and they just screwed their community. So you know, my respect level for Blizzard is it's so deep in the negatives. You know, they're 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 garbage, man. So they deserve. What anything that happens, they deserve it at this point. You are so venting for people in chat right now. I'm watching people just going, he's venting for me. <laughs> it's like I feel this, it resonates on a deep level. In my... player, I feel like my soul's being I'm recharged. I feel like I'm getting back some of my energy's Wait, coming back. I feel like now. I'm getting it back off of this. He understands <laughs> me. Yes. Dude. Yeah, and it's if it I can dirty. figure it out and I don't even play well, I'm like the most casual. I'll just dip in to see what's up, right? And, and I've mm. always been like that. Never played at high level, never invested a ton of my time into it. Just w wanted to keep up with that. Wanted, I wanted to be able to conversate with other uh, MMO players. That's it. And if I can see these problems as the most casual WoW player maybe in the world, Man, what the fuck is wrong with Blizzard? How can they, you know, it's so obvious what you need to do, right? And and also, real quick, a little off subject, but once again, hilarious lulls, because once again, uh, in classic, you will be able to be a higher level than retail. I love it! I love it! That's, <laughs> That's right, because they got rid of, they, they dropped everybody on a level cap of 50, didn't they? Yes, oh, so perfect. if you want to be a high level in WoW, you got to play classic TBC. Did you see that? Anyway. Did you see that in chat? Super's like, no, it's gone forever. This is different energy, Simorg. <laughs> One believes like Simorg is getting a rant power up about the proc. <laughs> That's so good, dude. That's so good. Wait for everything to start glowing behind you. <laughs> start, like, radiating <laughs> off my head. Oh, Jesus. Oh, it's so funny, dude. Oh my gosh, dude. It is, it is, it is pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty shitty. But at the yeah. same time, I think I, I kind of think that if they didn't do it, I would have been a little surprised. Considering it's Blizzard and considering it's like they want to keep their people where they can, especially through something like this. And not have competition, try to maintain their dominance. Uh, I'm just generally losing faith in all game companies anymore. Um, <laughs> there are a handful <laughs> Not just, you know, with between AAA shenanigans right. and indie yep. shenanigans. Yep. It's like no one gives a shit about the gamer. Yeah. It's all about profit and, and et cetera. There are a handful of companies like I love Obsidian and I think they do things right. Even even though Microsoft bought them out, like they do regular streams and updates on their YouTube channel. They've got a dev stream going on about their insect life game that they have, which is like for kids and stuff. They do like a weekly dev stream. Um, and I feel like Obsidian as a small independent company, they're one of the ones who over the past, you know, 15, 20 years have shown that they really do care about the players, you know, the games they've put out, um, the way they've interacted with people, um, the way they've operated and managed their Kickstarter campaigns. And then the dev updates, like with pillars of eternity. Mm -hmm. um, I think they're one of the, the shining examples of how a company could do things. And I also have to say that I'm, I'm I'm still getting to know them as a company, but this Tactical Adventures, who put out Celasta, Crown of the Magister, um, again, these are not MMORPG companies, but I'm pointing this out in the scope of the conversation of, you know, gaming companies who give a shit. Um, you know, they did their Kickstarter and just regular updates with their backers and just absolute, you know, always there, always giving a shit about their people. Where Blizzard is like, I think, 
people a lot of people like to shit on ea but ea is not a developer ea is a publisher and yes right. they do they do some crappy things but they are also a massively you have to think about the scope anybody here anybody who's never run a business you can't understand the mentality that it takes to run a business the more employees you have the more detached you have to be this sounds shitty but i can also apply this to blizzard as well to some degree i'm i'm playing devil's advocate for advocate for a little for a few minutes um your customers are important but at the same time there are decisions that have to be made and the crappy thing is, is I feel like in the case of EA or Blizzard or these huge corporations who are at the beck and call of investors, mm-hmm. those guys want to keep their jobs, yeah. all right? Because yeah. the, the, the investors can kick them out and fire them. So they're going to do everything they can to make the investors happy because that's how they keep their jobs and keep getting the bonuses and get another three-year contract or a five-year contract or whatever. And if it means pissing off a few thousand people who are just gamers you know yeah, as but, long as they can keep but, the profit but try up. 24 million players. right right there's, a, right? there's like, there is the scope thing their drop uh consistently since cataclysm is so insane they were just it's like meteoric you know, whoop, 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 getting they could reach like you know epic numbers for mmos and then just a meteoric fall yeah so that's what makes me upset is do the investors see that? Do they, do, you know what I mean? Like how far back are they going? Are we looking at like where we're only comparing to the previous year and therefore that big major drop is already over with? And and because you see that they're very proud and, and they should be, they're a business. They should be proud of, they made a ton of money, uh, dollars, um, dollar amounts in the first quarter, right? It, you know, really good news for Blizzard and for uh, World of Warcraft, et cetera. But the way they made that money is with less people, right? And this is what happens to tons of businesses, right? Uh, in the field I'm in, uh, this is how we defeat our competition, actually, is our competition always gets to a point where they're like, we have less customers, mm-hmm. so we have to find ways to price gouge them, to get them to purchase, and we just destroy them after that, right? Like, as soon as the competition gets to that point where they have to start price gouging, which is what they're doing, look at Burning Crusade, then the competition is just going to... And and just it's over. Like that's like the end game. And maybe they know that, right? Maybe maybe I, I like to think positively, right? And think that if there has to be something going on behind the scenes that we just don't know yet, right? Which is possible. Maybe they have another MMO, mm-hmm. right? Maybe they have a big killer Diablo online. I don't know some crazy thing that that they don't even want to compete with World of Warcraft. They're ready to put World of Warcraft on maintenance mode or whatever. Um, and they know they got this big, Milking huge it for everything they can. Yeah, so they're just like, just milk it. It's done. We're it's done. It's over. We we you know we've learned from our mistakes though. We figured out exactly where we screwed up. <clears throat> Cataclysm, right? And we're going to do better this time, right? Um, maybe that. That's the best I can get. Blizzard is maybe they have something under their belt they can't when, tell us yet. When was the last time that they launched an, an a new IP? Two thousand and over uh, was Overwatch the Overwatch, most recent, right? I believe so. Was that, that when right was that? I think it know off the top of their heads. Oh man, I can't remember the date of Overwatch. That had to be like uh, look. 2016. So that was the yeah, most okay. recent. All right, cool. Um so that's been a minute. So mm-hmm. there is some, you know, 
there's some they, theory in there. Yeah, I mean, and they some, got some good IPs, right? They got StarCraft. Yeah. Uh, they got Diablo. Um, By the way, I would play, a MMOs, shit, I would play I mean, the shit out of a StarCraft MMORPG. Oh, tons I totally of people would. would. Tons of people <laughs> totally would. <laughs> now, Diablo, I'm, I don't know about Diablo, but StarCraft, I would. It would be harder to do Diablo because of the style that Diablo's always been, unless they decide to do that, and I just don't see them releasing a um, bird's-eye view um, kind of uh, UO-style uh, MMO. I, I could be wrong, just don't see Blizzard doing that. Uh, I would mm-hmm. see them releasing something uh, where the world feels really fleshed out like you've never got to experience it like this before, right? So StarCraft will be up for grabs. Um I don't know. We're just making up stuff. Obviously, I don't want to build up hype for a game that doesn't exist. But um, it, at least if you pretend like that might be possible, then their decisions you can gives kinda, them a reason. You can kind of eye roll through them, right? And be like, maybe this is why. Can we can we talk about the other thing around this World of Warcraft, the Burning Crusade classic that we haven't talked about yet? Can someone explain to me? Maybe I need Blizzard to game explain this to me, right? following the steps yeah. of like Gamigo or something. I see that smile. I see that smile, Nathan. <laughs> I, think, I think that, the, I think I know this is going. Go ahead. <laughs> I just need them to game explain to me how, here's my perspective. Now, you can, even if you like it, find whatever. I'm going on principle here. I'm a man of principle, right? I like to stick to the vision. Wasn't the proposed explanation from blizzard on why they were doing it. They wanted to give players an authentic original classic experience again of world of Warcraft to go back and to give them that experience of, of a game that doesn't have like all these other layers that current retail has. We want you to go back and have it from the beginning, just the way it was simpler time that's what they said just the way it was but hold up now that's what they said for wow classic right they didn't say that about anything beyond wow classic and technically as of today as far as we know wow classics classics gonna remain that way in its own they also they were also very adamant when they launched classic that they refused they refused to speak on whether or not we're even gonna do Burning Crusade or Wrath of Lich King. We're we're doing classic. That's all we're doing. We don't know. We're gonna wait and see. But yeah, you're right. I mean, from a technical standpoint, they only right. said that for classic. They didn't say anything about yep. the expansions beyond. So yeah. and and why and you know what? Um, in their defense, right? I hate I hate monetization in all forms right? i really do i think it's all garbage uh but in their defense the uh, what's it called the deluxe edition whatever um for 60 bucks uh comes with 30 days it's 15 bucks and it comes with um a transfer which according to the value of blizzard is worth 35 dollars, right so uh 35 45 50 bucks uh and then they give you some mounts for retail and the mount for mm-hmm. classic uh, or TBC Classic. Um, in their defense, that's not that bad. That's not that bad, right? The 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 problem it, it doesn't. It's not necessary, right? Like it's unneeded. Um, I don't see that ruining the game, um, you know, mm-hmm. or anything like that. It's the it's the boosting that ruins the game. Uh, so that's the monetization. I'm like, why would you do boosting? 
experience rates are increased as far as questing and dungeons, I think, in TBC. Uh, the amount of experience you need per level is reduced. Mathematicians, which I'm not one, claim it's around 30% increase. They say, oh, it's for we want it's for the players, for people that don't want to level up in in uh wild classic, right? Which that sounds good on the surface level, right? And you're like, okay, I guess there is some people wouldn't want to deal with all that. Until you think about, but wait a minute. So on Burning Crusade, if you don't pay the 35 or is that what it is? For the character? $40. $40. If you don't pay the $40 to get boosted, then guess what? You might be in an empty ass world with nobody. How's that good for players? How's it good for players to get a subscription to World of Warcraft, to play Classic, to play Burning Crusade, and do that? And so now you're catering to people who want to skip shit, right? And just say, ah, I paid the 40 bucks and I'll skip it, which is fine if you're going to do that. I'm not talking bad about you because they're, it's their fault for making it in the game. Uh, but do, are those players going to actually play Burning Crusade? Do you know how pain in the ass it is to work your way through the raids in Burning Crusade, how much time and effort and energy it takes to do that? But you but you wouldn't spend the time to level up to 58 or 60 in WoW Classic with increased experience rates. That makes no sense. What, you, what you've done here is you've guaranteed that the WoW Classic, all the Classic zones are going to be empty. I'm going to be honest here. The Classic zones are better than Burning Crusade zones. They, they are. They absolutely are. They're more varied. There's more Agreed. going on there. There's more lore. Uh, they're prettier. They're more, you know, it, it, they're just better zones. Uh, so all that's just, mm -hmm. ah, screw all that. You know, uh, screw it. We'll just have an empty, barren world. Uh, that's not good for players. That's not good for new people coming in that want to try it out. It's not good for anybody. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's their sin, is the, is the boosting of characters, in my opinion. In a classic... In a classic game, we're not talking about... Imagine if EverQuest, their new expansion came out Mischief, you could buy a level boost. Like, what? What? It would make zero sense, right? On EverQuest, I also got to mention real quick that Holly Longdale, who, in my opinion, did some very awful, dirty things to EverQuest uh, TLP servers, is she's now in charge of, She's yes. in charge of the classic now. So no big surprise uh, that dumb stuff like this monetization is happening with her at the helm. No surprise. Absolutely none. Man, Why did they hire her? Just, you know, it's crazy. There's this uh, point Track in chat, too, from Crayon saying they added new quests that never existed, too, for people that pay to boost. I didn't even know that. They I have, didn't either. They have this like oh, battle to pass catch thing them, to catch them up to speed, maybe yeah. since they're boosting and obviously won't know how to play the class to kind of teach them maybe the ropes. It's like you've got to pay thirty five per character to transfer your character from classic to the Burning Crusade, essentially from World of Warcraft vanilla to the Burning Crusade. Oh, just wait till we get to uh, just wait till we get to um, uh, Wrath of the Lich King. Uh, you know, you you pay one hundred and eighty bucks, you'll be able to be the uh, to be the Lich King. You know, you'll be able to be <sighs> Arthas or something. You know, like it's just it's just stupid. Let's just take uh, let's take our three most popular and awesome years as a company that really put us on the map, that really made us um, as profitable and as we are today. And let's just pull down our pants and just take a crap on it. Let's just shit all over it. You know, like that's what they're doing in my opinion. It always goes back to poop with you, dude. It does. It does. It does. Because that's what they're doing. They're they're absolutely just crapping on the community, on their own game, on anything, man. They just got explosive diarrhea to just crap on everything. Just just let it go like a machine gun. You know? 
the one thing out of all of it, like, cause there's like the, you can pre-order it and you can get these mounts that didn't exist in classic that you now have to run around with for like 70 some dollars. You can, there's like this battle pass sort of thing going on. I'm like, what is going on, dude? You noticed that they called it that, right? And that's, that's another trick they're doing. They didn't call it a, um, a level boost or anything where you can yeah. they called it the dark pass. portal pass yep. which to some people will buy it thinking this gets me access to the new expansion i mean I, it will there will be a, a decent thousands though I, I would say there'll be at least over 1000 people will buy it because it's called that and they don't do their homework or research and they just think oh yeah i need the pass to get to, through the dark portal dirty 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 oh man I, I, as someone who actually really does, it, like, I'm sitting here and I'm going off about this, but let me explain. It's not because I hate World of Warcraft. It's not because I want to see it go, like, go badly. It's because I actually really love that universe, man. And it just feels like this stuff taints the experience for me. Yeah. It just takes away from that experience of earning things, man, and in, in the game and in, in a state of the game that's supposed to be like, you know, Back in the day vibes, man. It doesn't yeah. have back in the day vibes when you're doing stuff like that. Maybe this is a fourth dimensional, oh. like, like, uh, breakage, oh, right? Shit. Like, maybe they're corrupting the game <laughs> to go along with the storyline of corruption. You see? Oh, my so man. They corrupted, they corrupted Blizzard. They corrupted oh, Classic. Damn, they corrupted Retail. It's all part of the storyline. Yo, it's fourth dimensional. It's fourth I'm dimensional. reading this in chat. World of Warcraft Ranger Earthy. World of Warcraft Reforged. Oh, it just hurts to hear that. But doesn't it sound like it kind of? Why does that resonate for me? I know it's not the same thing, but why does it resonate? A... It wasn't that long ago. It wasn't that it long ago. It wasn't that long ago. Something we considered sleazy, not very long ago. That's why. Damn, man. Oh, my gosh, dude. This is why I have hope. I have hope in Ashes of Creation, man. And just, can we just get some more games? Like, and it's not the only one that's still out there persevering. But, man, I really am rooting for all these games that are still in development that have a chance, that have a vision for something just a little different, maybe more oriented around the community, dude. Just, oh, this stuff just... Just anyway, dude. Speaking about this game, we haven't even gotten to story time yet, and we're already almost an hour in. You see what I mean? Yeah. I knew this was going to be enough for the show right here. Just talking about this bullshit. Yeah, I could go on, but we'll. we'll the community we'll thinks a very good point because yeah. I know on Mondays and MRPGs, I think Scribbles from over at DTN said something at one point. I think it was on that show. Maybe it was one of our conversations that we had, but we were talking about how the biggest problem with with game companies who run MMORPGs is the vast majority of them do not have any empathy in terms of, you know, wanting to be involved with their consumers. They just view them as customers. They view them as money. And it's like, it's just a dollar. It's a dollar amount. And and that's true for a lot of these. We've talked about this before in the show. A lot of these early access games who are just doing early access or Kickstarters or whatever crowdfunding yeah. as a way to, to get money out of people. And there's no actual, mm -hmm. like, where, where is the, here's, I'm going to toot my own horn for a minute. Toot it. Um, um, one of the things that I've, I've done for a long time. And, and the one thing that I did 
with Saga in between any of the alpha sessions, I always ran the gaming community. So we were always yeah. off playing games. And I remember we had a conversation with an investor one time. And the reason that they came on board, they said they were impressed by the fact that the CEO of the company was in the trenches yeah. interacting with the community instead of just hiding behind a desk somewhere. And I was like, well, I don't consider myself that kind of person. Anyway, I'm a gamer. I started this. I'm a gamer first and foremost. I like to play games. So why wouldn't I still be playing games? And this is where I feel there's a huge disconnect because how often do you see the the big wigs, the CEOs, the creative yes. directors of any yep. MMORPG company? And and there are exceptions to the rule. I think Matt, uh, what is his name? Matt Fear from, um, yep. from Elder Scrolls. He plays the game with streamers. He is an exception to the rule. He's the one person I know of that actually gets in and plays the game with his community members. Um, and I think Steven does this a little bit with um, with his own game. But yeah. I also would like to say, not just their own game, but how many of these big wigs from these companies go out and play other games other than their own yep. with their community members and actually show them that, yeah, we're gamers just like you. Instead, it's this, you're a number. I've got a quota to hit so that I can keep my job and get my... $200 million stock bonus, you know, so that's my goal. That's my objective. I wish we would see more game, game company leaders giving a shit about yeah. their community, not just we're going to listen to you and, and no. take your input about our game, but actually giving a shit enough to be out there and playing games with them and, and being in the spotlight. And it is hard when you've got thousands of people and, you know, it becomes a little tricky to navigate those waters as well. I mean, the celebrity status, um, that can be a little nasty. Um, yeah. In terms of not having privacy and, and everything else. But at the same time, it could go a long way to helping make these communities feel better about your company if your bigwigs were actually out there with the community, being involved with people and showing them that they're just real people. So, and treating yeah. everybody else like real people. Mm -hmm. I just, I just want to say on that too that like a really cool approach I've seen is um, after you know po we're talking post launch of your game um, when they log on to servers and just interact with the community in the game, right? So uh, Brad McQuaid of EverQuest, Vanguard Saga, Heroes fame, he was big on that, right? Like he was constantly in the game, grouping up with people, talking to them, asking them feedback. Uh, he would even, like, teleport them to him so they could have a conversation about different things going on in the game or things that the, he want, that, that the community wanted to, uh, the, the team to focus on or, or bugs and fixes and patches. And, uh, and besides that, he would just play with them. You know, like, there's so many people in my community that have stories of playing with Brad McQuaid or meeting Brad McQuaid in his game, right? And, and that's huge. You, you don't forget that, right? Like, when you get to group up and run a dungeon or, or run a piece of content with the creator uh, or director or whatever uh, involved with development, and uh, that's it's a big deal, man. That's like a life changer for you as a player. Uh, it also creates a lot of loyalty, right, to your brand because people feel like they're now a piece of that. They're part of that. You know, they've they've interacted with the big dog, et cetera. So. You just said something. So um, in my public speaking career, um, one of the most common themes that's come up is um, people trust another person way more than they trust the spokesperson for a company. 
So if you can show people that you are a person, first and foremost, you're a real person who can connect with people on a human level, you will have their loyalty forever. They will buy anything you ask them to buy. This is not a scummy marketing tip. This is just human nature. Yeah. If I am your friend and I tell you, dude, this place has the best burgers in town, you are going to go eat their fucking burgers. <laughs> right. Because I'm your friend and I told you that they're really good. That's yeah. That's it. And even that's if it. I disagree with you, right? Like, so even if you say go eat this burger place, I go try it and I'm like, oh, that was garbage. Oh well, he's a person. So to him, he has his own taste. Therefore, that doesn't change my opinion of him as a person just because I don't like the burgers. But if you're a company and you say go eat these burgers and I go eat it, you're not a person. I don't see you as someone who should be having flaws because you're a group of people that should be working together and ironing out flaws. Now I don't trust the company, right? Like this company doesn't know what they're talking about. They recommend this burger place and they served me a piece of crap burger, right? So that's that's the key too is like you're a person you're not a and you're that means you're that means you're you have flaws that means you might make mistakes so yeah i, I agree with that five billion percent that's so true it's a it's a fun thing um and and also I'll, i can also say having done this from the perspective of working on as a brand consultant and helping people build their brands and working in marketing for the past 20 years there is a very visceral feeling when you can have that personal connection with your community enough to where you have influencers who want to go out there and promote your product yeah. for you and promote your game and everything else. Because if you have that personal relationship with them and they have the personal relationship with their friends, and then that, that, that is a tangible thing. And I, I know there are some people who are in the next age bracket up who often don't understand influencer marketing. Um, and they're like, I just don't get it. Why would I want to watch someone play in video games? Why would right. I want to listen to somebody tell me to do this? And it's like, well, because this, it's just not, it may not be something you understand because you didn't grow up with it in the sense that we kind of all grew up, even our age bracket, we grew up with the internet yeah. and we grew up with influencers evolving and coming out of this. And there is the number one marketing tool on a global basis for every industry is influencers. And it has been for the past six, eight years now. And the reason is because you could have that personal connection with people and the influencers and it goes beyond influence. If you brand ambassadors, it's kind of this, this other level, um, not the same thing as content creators, but like when you get into brand ambassadors and those brand right. ambassadors are having regular meetings with the owners of the companies and, you know, they're getting preferential treatment because they're going above and beyond. Uh, brand ambassadors are extremely powerful. Um, mm -hmm. and it's also good because that's a reciprocal relationship right. where, everybody's winning mm -hmm. if 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 this is a big if it's about the relationships yes and yeah. not about the money because yeah. if if it's about the relationships the money will come because people are passionate and that passion is shared and yeah. once passion is shared sales will follow but if yeah, you only ever make it about then. the money what's that i said because it's real then like yes uh, so you know People will find a content creator because they can relate with them, right? They or they like the same kind of things they do, so they kind of trust their opinion because you know they're like, you know, this person thinks a lot like I do, so therefore, if he likes it, I'll probably like it. You know what I mean? Um, so people find that. So, and the good thing about the good thing about um, people influencing or content creators, mm -hmm. etc., 
uh, back-end product or, or games, et cetera, is that they're real. So, like, if they don't like it... They'll say something. They'll say something. Or just like Blizzard's got plenty of their uh, content creators, et cetera, who's been telling them for years what they're doing wrong. But, you know, uh, and, and what they can do to fix it and begging them, begging them to fix it, right? And But they don't listen. So uh, guess what? At the end of the day, those content creators are going to end up marketing a different product. And yes. that's why people like to follow them because they know that when the when this when the when it gets too hefty of baggage on the content creator they'll say it and they'll move on and there's a find something else there's a good case study if you look at what happened to toys r us as a company mm. um for a long time they were the big dog in the toy industry then amazon came along and and you know and the the biggest problem was they refused literally the ceo yeah. was a really old dude I mean, he was like 90. I, I don't remember the exact. I think he was really old. And he refused to change the business model of the company. Refused because he thought that like Amazon and the, they were just flukes. It's just going to – it's just the, the internet's not going to be a thing and Amazon's not going to be a thing. And just refused at every turn to listen to the customers. And even though they were at one point in time the biggest games company in the world as far as I understand things – they eventually fell and went bankrupt and went out of business because they refused to listen to the customers and thought that they knew better. And we talked about this the other day on my show as well. It's not that the cus the customers aren't necessarily always right. I absolutely right. do not believe that statement. That the customers always right is a bullshit statement in my opinion. However, however, you as a smart business owner, you have to be tuned in to at least to some degree to what's going on on the ground. If a, if there's a large enough number of people complaining about something, you have to address that. Otherwise, you lose them, they go somewhere else like you're saying Nathan and then you're left with what uh, you know, well, we had this game that at one point in time was the biggest MMORPG in the world and we made lots of money with it but now it's dead. Wouldn't it be better to have a legacy of having that game go on forever? I, you know. And and the customers are not always right and I think most businesses kind of moving away from that because they uh, everybody knew that was bullshit from the beginning but the customer is always the customer they're paying your bills right mm. so you mm. have to be respectful for them even when they're dumb right so let's assume that classic when that when everybody's demanding it that that was a dumb decision right let's it wasn't obviously but let's assume that it was mm. okay Approaching it like saying you think you want it, but you don't. But you really that's, don't. That's not a good solution, and it's not like they didn't know this was going to pop up. They should have been prepared to answer this in a more uh, professional way. We're not talking about indie developer. Indie developers can get away with some stuff, in my opinion, because there's random people out here trying to make don't some games. Know what right? you're talking about? <laughs> they have they have plenty going on, right? But when you have a spokesperson, it's your job just to relay information, and that's all you have to worry about. And you know you've been in board meetings, you've been drilling through, uh, looking at forums, and 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 preparing yourself for exactly what's going to happen when you walk out there and you start taking questions. And then somebody pops the most obvious question could have possibly came. Uh, and then that's your, that, was, so that was your response. Like, you couldn't have said, like, hey, look, we know that that is something you guys want, 
But the thing is, is we don't know exactly how to deliver that in a way that will make people today happy as it did back in 2004, because it's not 2004. It would have been 2019 at that time. So we're trying to figure out how do we market it? How do we release it in a way that is substantial to you see, I'm making this shit up as I go. And it was way better and more Mm -hmm. professional than what they did. And I'm just some random dude who doesn't make anywhere near the figures they do. Right. So pathetic. Can we talk about something? Can we talk about something before we get into the whole story, our show story to wrap things up here? We talk. I'm going back to the beginning. We talked about the new world launch, right? Mm -hmm. I'm just going to read this real quick. And I want you guys to tell me what you think it means. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I want you to explain it Mm -hmm. to me and what it means. But so the announcement came out that new world's a couple days ago. The announcement came out that new world's going to be released on August. 31st and you could pre-order right and then we get this community update and may update notes that's been released today that was shared with me today by i believe scribbles and a couple other people have seen this several other people which by the way shout out to everybody who dms me awesome game news and stories because you basically give me all the information to go track you know track down and do content around which is why i have an entirely an entire week next week full of rant videos coming out because of you guys. So thanks for that. Awesome. Now these are the these are the NDA notes, right? These are the these are it says English community official news. May update notes. Okay. Yeah. And it says premium currency shop internal testing. New World is introducing in-game purchases for special cosmetic items for players and their in-game homes. We will sell cosmetics in the form of item skins, dyes, company crests, and emotes. We may sell quality of life items or boosts that help players improve their time spent leveling up their character and trade skill experience. We're committed on keeping the competitive systems fair and balanced for all customers and purchases will not provide a competitive edge over other player who chooses not to purchase additional items. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm going to come back to that point in a second. Okay. During the May release, We'll be testing our in-game store. Players will be seated with a new currency, Marks of Fortune, that can purchase a Lumberjack skin, a premium emote, a red, black, and gold die packs. For a limited time during May, the in-game storefront will be activated for testing using the grants, sorry, the granted Marks of Fortune. The items you acquire through the test will not be permanent. Future premium currency testing will come in June and July. Hold on. So back there they said that we may sell quality of life items or boosts that will help the players improve their time spent leveling. So leveling up their like experience gains is what I'm hearing and trade skill experience. You're saying leveling up your professions in the game, your artisan class or something. That's what we're talking about. So, and then you say, and purchases will not provide a competitive edge over another player. It is if they're if trading is their thing or crafting is their thing, or if or or any PvP gameplay yes. at all, which this game has. The yep. moment you allow another player to buy their way to a quicker leveling curve, to the cap quicker than someone else, they have a competitive edge. Yes. Now I, I said this last time we met last week. I said that PVE. It doesn't bother me. Like there is no, in my mind, you're doing your thing. I'm doing my thing. And in a PVE world, I could give two shits if you want to boost your mm-hmm. character because it does not affect me whatsoever. But that experience I had in in that Star Trek game, Fleet Commander, where the guy with the $40 ship 
came and just kept beating the shit out of me when I'm trying to mine with my free-to-play vessel, I'm never going to be able to compete with that. Ever. Ever, 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 ever. Remember this? Yeah. Oh, man. I saw this comment in chat from Ranger Ernest. Thank goodness. Pay-to-win items. I thought I was going to suck in that game. <laughs> let me let me let me tell you what i'm hearing when i hear all this right here's what i'm hearing my game amazon saying this my game's not out yet but the leveling up sucks so to make yeah. sure that you have fun <laughs> here's some items you can buy so that your time spent in our world that we've crafted doesn't <gasps> suck because yeah. it's boring and awful and you're going to want to kill yourself Therefore, if you want to actually play the game and have fun, then here's a fun pack for you with some potions and XP boosts, etc. Your game's not even out yet, and you're already telling us ways to skip your content. Yes. What is happening? If if you're there's a million ways you can monetize that are that people understand. There's subscriptions, there's charging box fees, there's uh, and, and and a lot of people are okay with, you know, some cosmetic items, right? They're just right out the gate being like, hey, anything goes with Amazon. We just want that money, baby. We don't care. Like, here's some thing, potions. Yeah, I think the thing that pisses me off tying into your rent, Nathan, is – and I think I was talking about this briefly with you, Simmer, before the show is the fact that they're three months out from launch, and they're yes. just now fucking announcing a cash shop. After yeah. pre-order like, packs, what, like – after pre-order packs have been sold for the last like two years, you've been in development for six years, and you wait until three months. And by the way, uh, just for clarification, I understood this announcement yeah. because I saw it. I saw it on Kira's video first. I understand that this announcement is an NDA thing for the beta testers. They got leaked because the beta testers are like, "What the fuck?" Um, yeah, you is know, I don't. Yes. Yeah, I don't know that this is an official public announcement right. yet. I think this is a behind closed doors. The, the alpha testing. testers are leaking this because they're pissed off about it. Mm. But it's like you can't that is it, this is to me again, monetize your game however you want. I'm not a big fan of pay to win. I can I can complain about that, which I already have. What bothers me about this is you're three months out from launch. And now you're dropping it in testing like an, oh, hey, by the way, guys, we're going to be testing this out over the next few months. So you knew you don't drop something three months before launch without no. having had it planned for yes. at least a year yep. from a business perspective. And then suddenly you're just dropping it on your players and saying, hey, guys, we're going to test. We're going to test this out. Here's your premium currency. And oh, man, that is like sketchy as fuck. It is, man. It's like, dude, the whole time. Like this whole time, you don't bring any of it up. And then you, right after you go, announcement, pre-order packs, you can get them August 31st, we're going to go. And I actually think, like, real talk here, like, I don't have any plans of playing New World. It just isn't my vibe. It's not my type of, like, fantasy. It just, it just isn't my style, man. But, like, I'll give them, I'll give credit where it's due. Like, it, from my perspective, the gameplay is pretty solid right it looks visually appealing right the ui is really nice okay i mean there's a lot about this game that is simply working okay i've played mmorpgs and games that just don't work this game works it works period it does now they could work on their questing system they could work on pv pvp all that stuff that's completely you know you put, oh, of course you can put all that to the side like fact of the matter is the game is functional it is visually appealing it looks good it performs well I don't have any doubt that it's going to do well, you know, but when you see 
things like this happening. Oh, dude, it's just it just feels bad, man. When you're going to do a cash shop, in my opinion, and maybe that is the plan, they got three months, but they better launch with it at least, right? Because it looks really bad if you don't launch with it and add it later. That adds that, oh, the game is dying vibe, right? Um, so, right. Yeah. I t I, that's what I got from this announcement was that they're throwing it in testing at the last minute because they're planning on launching with it. Um, are they charging? Are they charging the people for it? Are they just testing as in here, try it out? Here's so many of them. See what it does. Surely they're not charging. No, no, no. The These, actual... You get tokens. You get okay. tokens. Okay. They're giving you tokens to use in that store. So they're testing yeah. the functionality of the okay. store right now. Okay. But right. they're also, you know, they're also gauging the reaction. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. And they're going to see how this is how this plays out yeah. um, and maybe tweak it from here maybe maybe they get enough pushback that they say okay well we won't include the boost items but we will because honestly the only the only takeaway <sighs> from this i i don't care about cosmetics i don't care about same with the eso i don't care that you have a cash shop right. i don't care monetize your game however you want to but the pay to win items yeah. um in a pvp game because again everquest I've used the shit out of those boost potions when I go to the progression servers. Why I'm not? I'm using them on the new one. Absolutely. Yeah. Why not? That's what they're there for. I've played that game the old way during hell levels and taken, you know, months to get to cap back in 1999, 2000. So I feel, justified it, right? in, I feel justified in spending a little bit of money on some, on some boosts. But Plus, in a I, PvP I save game, them up too. Like, you know, you yeah. get the points every month and I like to support EverQuest because I love it. So uh, mm -hmm. I get the points and I'm not really spending money anyway that's the way i look at it i know mm -hmm. i am but i'm not because i'm just using the points they gave me that i haven't even touched the game for months and months so i remember i used to just back in the day I used to keep the all access pass running for a long time because they also had vanguard and everquest one and everquest two and i would just it's cycle a good deal. between it's it is a good deal because you get all the dc uh dc universe as well so which i've never played but uh, yeah there's universe online yeah. yeah but that's the thing like this is a brand new game why do you need boosts in a brand new game. Yeah, Seriously. that just screams to me like, hey, it, a lot of people are going to think that leveling up sucks. So here's some potions to make it faster. So it's not a good look for the game. I will say something good about Amazon uh, so far. So they did their little test. They were planning on the game launching not too long after that. I don't remember mm -hmm. the exact date it used to be. Um, then people were like, hey, the PvE needs a lot of work. You need some dungeons. You need this, that, and the third. And looks like they went and did that. So they they were like, hey, the community's right. Like we need this stuff. So they pushed back the launch. The uh, the new trailer came out showing off the new dungeons, etc. Looks like they took everybody's advice. So it's possible that they'll get in, they'll test it, and they'll be like, "Hey, some of this stuff's okay. Some of this is kind of probably going to hurt the game." So mm -hmm. we'll just have to take it from there. See. And, and and if it wasn't supposed to be leaked, then honestly, shame on the person who did it because you're under NDA. That's not cool. And also, they wanted to test this in a private. For, for a reason, right? Because they didn't want people like us to be coming on and, and screaming and shouting and shaking our fist at them, right? Because they haven't even made that decision yet. They want to see how can we if monetize it's gonna the work game or not. and will Correct. work. And, you know, so that's, that's shameful that somebody released that. I do know that, um, and I think we talked about this a little bit on our show because Simmer was on Tuesday, which was the day the announcement was made with the trailer yeah. and everything. I have had zero interest in New World at all because it was going to be a PvP game. I became slightly interested after the open beta thing they did six months ago or whatever, because right. they said that they were going to be making more PvE content. Right. 
then when they did this drop on Tuesday of last, of this week, they dropped a like I watched the dungeon video at IGN and then I watched the, the game trailer. The game trailer, it's CGI mixed with some gameplay footage. It's showing me the story. It sounds interesting. Sure. Okay. But you're not showing me anything. So I went and watched the dungeon video. The dungeon video I liked because they're talking about these these are instanced PVE dungeons. And some of it looked a little generic. I was I was like not overly impressed with some of what I've seen. But the one thing that I did was I really was really impressed by was the AI with the um the enemies, the NPCs, the AI for the NPCs. Those things are moving around the battlefield. They're bouncing around. They're ducking back from your attacks. And the, the IGN video was talking about how it, it's one of the most action-heavy yeah. MMORPGs they've ever played. And I'm going, all I'm sitting here is going, I really hope they have controller support because I don't like doing WASD when I'm having to right. run around like that. I love controller support for those types of games. But the combat looked intriguing to me, and I went, Hmm. PVE instance dungeons. Hmm. Now I'm actually wanting to go read more about your game. But then, then this cash shop thing, and I'm kind of like, I don't know. Like now I'm tainted, and 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 like you said, sucks that people are breaking NDAs and that kind of stuff. But at yeah. the same time, it's it's kind of good to know because yeah. I wasn't compelled. I don't. I don't. I don't pre-order MMORPGs very much anymore. I pre-order a lot of single-player games, but not MMORPGs. And I'm for this, I'm happy enough to wait until, you know, mm. a week before launch when I'm absolutely certain that it's going to come. I'm going to play the game. I'm not... It's an MMORPG. I'm going to fucking play it. Yeah. Um, especially now that I know that it's, you know, more PvE-oriented than PvP-oriented. But I'm still... Like, there hasn't been enough to get me on, like... Excuse me, excited about it? Although, I don't think anybody is I don't see anybody super excited about it. That's the weird thing, right? Like I'm looking around, I don't see like content creators spewing out of nowhere. I don't see anybody people are just kinda like, Oh yeah, New World's coming, so I guess I'll try that because I, I don't have anything else to do. Yeah, it's <laughs> not like Ashes where people are hyped about Ashes. Right. Right. Super stoked. People are hyped about, you know, and there are a certain amount of community members who are hyped about Pantheon and right. there are games that have people who are hyped about. I haven't really you're right. I haven't seen anybody hyped about New World. No. That's not that's a very valid point, Nathan. Like I yeah. can't say that I've seen anybody who's out there raving that can't wait for New World. It's gonna be the best game ever. I pre-ordered for five hundred bucks. I'm in, man. Like I haven't heard that haven't seen yeah. that that's not mm. a good sign oh by the way it. i do want to i, I want to mention something real quick um mm -hmm. ranger and was saying something along the lines of um good thing they haven't got their hands or good thing they they lost the load the lord of the rings contract that, that might not necessarily be true right. i mentioned this last week scribbles sent me something mm -hmm. um there was a job posting in irving california for a creative director for lord of the rings mmorpg from amazon studios mm -hmm. in-house studio in orange county which as if that is true then what they've done is they severed ties with the chinese company that was going to be making it mm. and or the i don't know if it was chinese but it was an asian company mm. so when they severed ties with that studio over the 10 cent thing i'm willing to bet that they got all of the assets from that company because they were the they were the funding company they were the company funding the development of the game I would bet they've gotten the assets back for that and they're putting it in-house yeah. in their Irving, California 
um, studio because there is that job listing up. Um, but there has been no official announcement on that front. But I wouldn't count your kit, wouldn't count your chickens before they're hatched on the Lord of the Rings front for that Middle Earth game. Yeah, dude. If you guys, um, if you guys, uh, what was it called? The um, I'm trying to remember the damn thing. Oh yeah, sorry on stream by the way. I totally just captured the background on accent there. A little hiccup, but I was trying to remember the uh the job posting or whatever. There was something else around that. I can't remember what it was right now. It's driving me nuts. Oh, it's gonna kill me. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to recap it some other way, some other time. But yeah, there was something else that it's I just interesting because that job posting was literally it's mm. the company the company isn't even called Amazon Studios, it's A2Z Holdings or something like that. But yeah, it's, that was it. That was it. It was a different name. Yeah. But if you look at if you go dig up the corporate history of that, that's literally their game production studio in Irving, California. Um and uh you just have to do some digging and and uh yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. That was the thing that, that threw me off because I was like, what is this? Like, what, who, who, you know what I mean? Because it didn't look like it was what I would have expected it to be from. But, yo, we got to do this, this most important piece of the show today before we forget, right? We've talked about all the good stuff, all the gaming related stuff. But as promised, we've got to talk about the show and its mm. origin story. Mm. So. I'm curious if anybody remembers this show I did about a year and a half or something like that ago. You had to have been around a while back. So I did this show. It was called um, Rhetoric. And the that show specifically was a show that was all about all the stuff and things. And there was even a focus around gaming culture, but it was like anything it could have been about science. It could have been about like, you know, stuff in entertainment could have been about, you know, I mean, we talk about sometimes like asteroids that came close to earth or, you know, some weird like science experiment being done or, or whatever. And then we get into politics sometimes too. So that was, that show was originally what you could consider like the pre alpha for this show problem is i did that show specifically to just get a lot of different creators to kind of hop on over and we did like there was like political talk but the problem was is it was supposed to be this like variety show that was supposed to be about all these what about 10 episodes or so i think 10 to 12 maybe maybe it was 12 14 episodes somewhere there didn't make it to 15 but it was like over 10 episodes and then there were some political topics that would come up and then the problem was I started to notice, yeah, see, Scribbles remembers that show. It didn't go too long, um, a few months or something like that. It essentially, we're bringing different people on, and it started to get into more of this, like, thing you'd start to see on Twitch, where it's, like, a bunch of people, like, cutting each... It wasn't really, like, that was the show, but you'd start to get this, like, the culture of the people that were on the show started to get into this, like, mentality of starting to cut each other down and trying to one-up each other and be more right, get on this political perspective. And then it became very much about politics. And it was like too many people just wanting to talk about politics. And so the primary focus of it being about variety kind of disappeared. So I ended up scrapping it, right? But that underlying reason for what the show was supposed to be was getting people together to talk about a variety of different things that they're passionate about with a focus often around gaming, which didn't end up being the case towards the end of the show. So 
I then was like, I was in this place. I'm like, man, I got plenty of time to ashes. And you know what? I, I kind of realized I did this thing last year. Um, through the entire year of 2020, my focal point was to really hone my craft, to really find what people liked watching me do and what I really enjoyed doing the most as a creator. And that came down to just having conversations with people, interacting with people, um, you know, like kind of just not not really like ranting so much, but sometimes you do rant and people like talk about sim rants all the time for a reason. But just like really talking about the things that you're passionate about. And I like talking about those things around gaming specifically. So I was like, you know what? Maybe rhetoric wasn't the right approach. Maybe I just got to try to find the right kind of people. And at that time, I had already crossed some, you know, paths with different people. Like I, I had done some because that time I also started splitting off and doing because I've been waiting for Ashes of Creation. And I was like, that's where I'm going to give like my biggest like push. I've like devoted money, investment. And I was like, but I want to find some other things that I feel the same way about that I can also have in there because I don't just want to do only one thing all the time. Because I know me and I'll get bored. You got to have another adventure to go on, another universe to live in, right? Something else to do. So I was like, okay, I'm going to try to find some games that like really resonate with me and are very different in their own right. Like with something they're doing that's different, maybe innovative, a really good vision, something that I can stand behind and believe in. And that's when I started like, you know, kind of like looking around. And so then um, Saga of Leucemia came across that path. Defend the Night came across that path. Valar came across that path, right? And then there were some other games too. And then I even started getting back into the Elder Scrolls Online a little bit because I do like the Elder Scrolls universe. And, and so I was like, okay, I got myself a good variety. And then I was like, man, I still could fill a little bit more time. And I was like, I really do love podcasting. I really do love like the Ashes Pathfinder podcast and everything I do there. And rhetoric, I still believe in the vision of what rhetoric was supposed to be. But I was like, I really just got to find more. And I was like, I'm really just looking for more. And that's when looking for more was kind of reborn. It essentially was what rhetoric was meant to be, but never actually achieved the becoming of. And so here we are today. And the approach was, I was like, I'm going to, I was like, nothing's off the table. Developers, gamers, creators, community members, like variety of different games, game development, all the geekiest shit that we love. Let's just talk about all the stuff and things. And let's talk about what we like, what we don't like from a place of passion. So rhetoric, the original vision for what rhetoric was, is what looking for more is, but done right. And so in the in original shows, we had um, Wandering Mist, an Ashes of Creation, who's now a moderator for the Ashes of Creation community. We had Nathan, who Lexer had had kind of like, I didn't actually know Nathan at that point in time. Mm, yep. I'd yep. never met him before he came on that first show. Um, but I trusted Lexer. I was like, okay, cool. So Lexer, Nathan, myself, and then Wandering Mist, who was at the time, doing shows um uh for the pathfinder podcast he was kind of on there for a little while it was before he actually became a mod for the community too and um so it was like we had the four of us there and then you know as podcasts are you know one thing i've learned is that over time you know especially in the earlier period of the podcast especially if you're trying to find the right members the right people that really fit the mold for the show you kind of have people that'll join. They'll be there for a while. They'll take off. Life happens too. And then you'll pick up someone else. And along the way, you find the ones that just really kind of fit what the show is about. 
right? And so we had Freak on, we had Total Freak, we had him on. I knew him from the Elder Scrolls community and some friends. Um, and I'm trying to think of anybody else we actually had on too. I mean, this is somebody else. I feel like maybe there was somebody else that could be wrong. But then we got Renfell, who I've, I know kind of crossed through Saga Leucemia, did Q&As with them, chat with them a lot. It's all the passion he had for gaming. So it all kind of fits and everything. But the basic underlying story, this is my story of it all, is like Nathan's been here from the very beginning and is a great example of like, you know, somebody that, you know, you don't really know that you cross paths with, much like you do in video games, right? Sometimes you meet somebody randomly to go achieve a goal. All right, something you really want to get done, you're excited to do, like I was about this show. And then you find out they're your they're always in your party, they're always jumping into the dungeons with you, they're always kind of like going on the path with you, jumping in and just having a good time. And that's what it's been, right? Yeah, I made I made it to Sims friend list, basically. <laughs> uh, right. Like that's the next step in the MMO, right? Like first really you is. hang out a lot, and then you're like, you know what, dude? I'm gonna add you to my friends list. That's that's yeah. like <laughs> can I step in and tell yes, uh, absolutely no, perfect segue. This would be a perfect time for me to explain that uh I didn't really know uh Sam. I'd ran across a little bit of his content though. It'd been, you know, uh I'd, oh. I'd watched some of his stuff, but I didn't really know him. I'd never talked to him or anything like that. Um, but when Lexer said, Hey, um I got a friend who's, you know, making a show. And I don't remember exactly how he worded it, right? Mm -hmm. But I read it to mean, do you, because I was doing a lot of shows. I was going on Pantheon Plus. I was going on uh, 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 Voice of Terminus and, uh, you know, all kinds of different shows. And so um, I thought that Lexer was inviting me to be a guest on a show, right? So I was like, oh, sure, man, you know, no problem. Uh, you know, I'll be there. And then when we got on for, I think you ended up calling it episode zero. Yeah. I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah. When I got on for it. Mm -hmm. You were talking before the show and kind of like laying out, like, here's kind of the game plan, you know, and here's how the show's going to work, et cetera. And that's when I realized for the first time that I was actually a permanent part of it. I had no idea. I had no idea. And I was just like, oh, well. And I looked back and read the uh, Discord and was like, I did agree. So I guess I'm. Uh, I guess I'm gonna do it. Yeah. What's funny though is uh, uh, that's how it started. But then you know, by by the second episode, I was like, man, yeah. I'm so glad this happened. You know, this uh, this is a lot of fun. It's a good. Uh, it's almost like a release uh, towards the end of the week, right before we hit Friday, uh, to get on here talk about video games and uh, rant a little bit. I, I love this show, and uh, yeah, me too, man. Yeah, you guys need to go give it five stars uh, and, <laughs> and and leave us some more reviews because this is pretty. Pretty dang good show. Pretty dang it. good. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. I remember in the last year too, I was like, we were like, we were like winding down around the holidays and then some feelings were getting thrown around. I was like, ah, shit. Now we're getting to some feelings, man. I was like, I love these fuckers, man. It yeah. was a good time, dude. We had some, we had some good times on the show, man. Really. This is like, it's like my therapy, man. You know, you get on, this is like the end of my work week technically. Cause I currently, my day gig, I work Monday to Thursday. And then it was like, I get done at the end of my week and it's like, this is where I like kind of let loose, hang out, talk about all the things, you know, because the majority of the week's kind of unfolded by a Thursday anyway. You don't usually get too, too much by a Friday, you know? And um, yeah, man, it's been, it's been a hell of a time, dude. It's crazy. It's crazy how a show evolves. And Renfell used to just like come on show and talk and we, you know, we, we mm -hmm. talked about his comments and chat, et cetera. Right. Um, and so, you know, he came on the show kind of through the community, right? So 
and uh, I want to say, Renfo, you were here from the beginning in chat, pretty much, right? Like, yeah, I mean, I've been, a, yeah, I've because I first came across Simmer when I invited mm -hmm. him to become one of the streamers for uh, Saga Leucemia, which is like early 2020. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I've always been yeah. lurking um in the chat because of that because there was always that connection yeah um and out of all the streamers that we had i think simmer you were the one who was the most actively doing things a lot of the other people were yeah. smaller streamers who were only doing things like once or twice a week whereas you were like almost every day doing stuff yeah. so um I w i'm not i haven't been here for every single show or every single episode but i mean even though i'm not even that big into ashes um i'm often lurking in that show just to hang mm -hmm. out and, yeah that's cool you know drop some things but yeah i mean i've been around for probably at least at least a year year and a half um and i would i had already mentioned even before the even before lexer had to step away i had already yep. reached out to simmer and was like hey you know mm -hmm. if you want i'm happy to come on the show and talk about stuff from the dev side yep. since yeah. i spent the last you know seven years working on that side of things but since i've been on the show now for i don't know five or six episodes now um it's nice because i get to i i actually have spent more time talking about things just from a gamer perspective which i didn't really anticipate so that's actually nice for me oh yeah um i have hopefully i've been able to drop some nuggets oh, yeah, about have. crowdfunding and development stuff from that yeah, angle but definitely. i like simmer i crave creative outlets and so if i'm not doing my own show i'm usually somewhere i can be found somewhere trying to do some sort of creative thing so before i did vlogging and and stuff i i blogged for a very long time um i've, I've got somewhere in the ballpark i think of 20 million words published around the world with clients since i started as a writer in 2008 it's just been i i've always loved to just just throw things out there but over the years especially as my hand has worn out um I've I like to talk and as a having a public speaking career um is a natural side effect of that and so just I think over the last like 4 years 3 4 years I've just naturally evolved from blogging into vlogging and I probably should have started it way before then but like one of the funnest things I do which is just my personal thing it doesn't get very many views at all but like I do the Monday musings on my channel and that's nice. where i just i literally it's usually like four o'clock in the morning when i'll get up and like i'll just rant about what shows my wife and i are watching and stuff and i just like to do a 15 minute dump because i like yeah. to just talk to people and yeah. then having the creative outlet to come on this show has been great because um you guys both have great points of views about things and it coincides with a lot of my stuff but you guys also are more into pvp than i am so i'm getting to learn a lot um about pvp type games um for being on the show as well so yeah i mean i'm just i'm always happy to show up and yeah man it's been it was cool because like that that year i think it was actually a little earlier than that because i remember i started getting into like other mmos like a, around that time and it's like you know kind of had a connection with like you and then you know got that with nathan and this is and this is a really this is a good point i feel like i'm about to make too which is scribbles like i kind of started following defend the night he was the same he's been here since like 2019 sometime like june or something like that which is like crazy it's been that long already and in, when you think about it though 
Like this is ex this is a great example from for, for me and the kind of person I am and the way I'm built because I'm very community oriented. This is exactly why tribalism is not good. Because if you have tribalism and that is like more of the norm, then you don't cross paths with people because you're not willing. And at least from my perspective, it's open and willing to go and check out other things, find out about those stories, hear about those games, what those people are doing, what that community is like. If I hadn't taken, you know, if I had not carved out time to to do that myself, quite frankly, this show wouldn't exist. Yeah, that's true. People on it wouldn't be here. People who have been on it wouldn't have been here. And I wouldn't have crossed paths with people and like built these relationships that like I'm like looking forward to seeing evolve in the future. Like, you know, so it's like you don't get that if you just stick to one one tribe and only that one tribe, especially in gaming. So and that I think break you break that down into even the in-game setting, right? If you just only run with the only people you know, then you miss out on the opportunities of crossing paths with somebody who needs help or you know, getting into somebody, somebody's dungeon group or, or these, all these other random examples of um, circumstances where you or your friends could, you know, merge up with other people and go accomplish a goal and find out that you get along. And then there you go. That's how, and that's to me, like the thing that I find more often than not has been missing for me in a lot of MMORPGs or just a lot of games that have like communities around them is the, it seems like where that used to be, I, maybe maybe it's just me and my own evolution it could just be me but at least i can say from my experience over the course of time with games and how they've evolved and i think how they tend to i don't know kind of carve places out for people to invest their time and energy i don't feel like those opportunities seem as prevalent as they, they used to be um well there's also i think back in the beginning it was so new yeah i was in the minority but i can remember being back in on the early in, in everquest one servers I was one of those freaks who would post my real life picture in the thread that ever, there would always be a thread. Who are you in real life? And you know, you'd have thousands of people on the forums that would only be like 200 of us idiots who would post our real life identity <laughs> and, and pictures of ourselves. But I've always been that type of person who's not afraid to put myself out there, which is in that sense, you can say I'm an extrovert because I do, I like, I like to communicate with people. I like to talk. It's even worse if I'm smoking weed, drinking wine, or whatever. You know, you get going, and the next thing you know, it's six o'clock in the morning, mm -hmm. and I've been up all night. And we've been talking about life and right. you know, movies and that kind of stuff is fun to me, and I feed off of that. Damn. Um, and that's hard to do when people get into that tribal mentality of right. et cetera. But I think the reason it might have been a little easier in the beginning was because there were fewer of us online back then and it was also new that everyone was more willing to put themselves out there and to be available even if it wasn't for the real life photo things but at least to be open to you know i've always said one of my favorite phrases is everybody starts off as internet strangers everybody my wife was a stranger when i met her you know like mm -hmm. everybody starts off as strangers and if you don't have the balls to be the first person to open yourself up to the potential for a relationship. And by relationship, I, I hope everyone stands. I mean, friendship, yeah. whatever it turns into just yep. a relationship with another human being. Yep. If you're not, if you're not capable of doing that, you're missing out on so much. So, so, so much. It's the friends yeah. list, man. Yeah. Like that used to mean, and it, it should still mean something to people. If you, you know, 
if you get to that point where you're, you're you feel like you're you, i'm gonna put you i loved when you said that nathan i was like <laughs> i just resonated it was like you're on the yeah. friends list now I was like Fuck oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm adding you i'm adding you back to my friends list too we're you know like <laughs> but i i do think that the philosophy of game design i don't think it was on purpose for that no. i think it just kind of accidentally happened because like we were talking earlier they're listening to what the community said a little too much right and uh, we got some features that aren't bad it, per se. The quality of life they do make you know playing the game mm. easier or more friendly to your time, etc. But it did take away that element of having to reach out because I remember when I first started playing online games, and uh, I had friends who play who you know pr that I knew previously before MMOs that we play together, and I do remember then I just didn't want to just reach out to some random dude or whatever and say, hey, do you want to group up or whatever? I remember there was that original kind of trepidation to do that. Yeah. And, um, you know, but the game forced me to. It was like, I have to, or I'm never going to progress, right? My friends aren't playing anymore. They're not online right now. This guy's obviously doing the same kind of stuff I'm doing. Yeah. I got to reach out to him. And uh, you kind of break that ice. And then you start getting addicted to it, right? Like, start realizing like you're making friends you're meeting cool people you're you know obviously you guys share something in common that's the thing about mmos where it's like if there's anybody out there who always feels weird about reaching out to somebody uh, to group with you shouldn't because unlike real life you already have something in common with this person you're playing the same game right so you already have that kind of connection with everybody on that server so don't feel bad i know there's lots of people especially if you came around 2004 or after in MMOs, uh, then I wouldn't shock me that there's plenty of people in the community that are real awkward about doing that. Don't be. Oh, you true. have a connection from the beginning. That's a good point. Because right? I think it's going to be important again in these new MMOs. I That's think why so. I'm saying that. Ashes, Pantheon, uh, Defend the Night, etc. You're going to need to reach out to some people. You're going to have to uh, group up. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Yeah, see a lot of good vibes in chat, man. It's a good time. So I gotta, I gotta tell everybody too. So just as a heads up, I don't know exactly what next Thursday looks like. Likely, more than likely, there's there's a podcast. Um, keep y'all posted. Still plan on doing them. Um, the next several weeks or whatever, because testing doesn't look like it's gonna be getting in the way of that. Um, so there's only specific times where like I got a break for testing, and that's because it's 100% gonna be like grind mo moments for me. But um. But I am going to say this uh, for those of you that are going to be hanging around. If you do have alpha access to ashes and you're going to be around, you know, jump in the discord. We got a whole bunch of people that are going to be playing through the weekend. So don't be shy. Come join the come join the fam and discord and everything. You, know, you can do that over at uh, discord.gg forward slash simorg. S-I-M-U-R-G-H, just like my name is spelled. Um, but with that being said, oof, we are about 40 episodes. Next next um, podcast episode will be 40th one. Um, so before we get uh, out of here for the day, why don't we let Renfell and Nathan kind of shout out their domains where you can find them when they're not here on the show? You can go first, Nathan. I was there answering a comment. Sorry, I got okay. Okay, so uh, you can find me on YouTube, the, the Nathan Napalm. Um, go check me out and hit that subscribe button, fellas, because uh, yes. I'm almost at 10k, baby. Nice, so, dude. Um, Congrats. Yeah, I want to. I want to get that 10k. You got That's it, dude. Mine from the beginning. So, um, but yeah, you can find me there. I'm also on Twitter. Uh, you know, MMO and 
honestly just RPG content is what I do. Uh, CRPGs, all that. Nice. Um, I'm starting to diversify my YouTube a little bit more. So my YouTube has always been a personal place for me. Um, I've often posted like the old school games that I play, like the old Quest for Glory games and stuff. Mm-hmm. I've been, you know, I did the Diary of an Indie Game Dev there. I've done the Mondays and MMORPGs there. Um, and I've done for a while now. I've done Lord of the Rings Online content because I like that game. But I yes. did recently start uh, with Celasta. Basically, last month, um, I've started to do like reviews now, like once a week. And what I'm doing is I'm not doing like new games. I'm literally going back through my library. Like I've done Celasta, I've done Lord of the Rings Online, I've done Star Wars: Old Republic. I'm doing the games that are near and dear to my heart that I've played for many years, or the games that I go back to quite frequently. And then I'm like I'll be doing one for Mass Effect Legendary Edition, but nice. um, and now we're doing the Project Dramon stuff, which is that's more personal. It's 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 a development blog series as opposed to review stuff because it's that single player game and tabletop game that I'm working on with my brother and my wife. So you can find all that stuff, um, YouTube.com forward slash Renfail, um, also Patreon.com forward slash Renfail, and yeah, we'll see. I mean. I may be doing more gaming content on my YouTube channel uh, moving forward since the review series nice. seems pretty well. And I would eventually oh, yeah. love to get to a thousand subscribers just so I can monetize. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's a. I'll, I'll, I want to point something out to viewers. So monetization isn't about uh, at first making money. It's about that right. YouTube will recommend your content more often because yes. they're making money. Okay, yep. so yes. I just want to point that out. I know a lot of people are like, oh, I just want to make some. Exactly. Me, you know, you know, it's, you it's, no you don't make either. that much no, for a long time. I'll tell you, yeah. yeah. Which is why everybody has a Patreon and yeah. sponsorships and all these other things that you do not make money off. Pennies, but man. It is the algorithm. Things get recommended because yep. they want the ads to get recommended. Yep. But yeah, I mean, I've been, I've been. That's that's where you can find me. I mean, I have all the other social medias too, and my wife and I are doing some fun stuff on TikTok. But YouTube's the place. Oh yeah, dude. Oh man, and you know, Nathan, I think after the last episode when you were like, "Go sub, go sub," you know, we I think we brought in like fifty on that channel or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Last, uh, I last, I, yeah. I got scared after that because I was like, "Wait a minute, I don't even know if I went and sub and I checked." And I had already. I had. <laughs> I was like, "Wait a minute, I don't even know if I did." <laughs> that channel's new, <laughs> man. Kinda, yeah, kind of hypocritical, you know. Things over there have been doing really good. Like the Ashes channel, my primary one, has actually been good for a while. But yeah, that's the main reason to like really subscribe is like if you want to help somebody out. Um, subscribing and helping them to get to that, like to that 1000 marker to where they can turn monetization on is great. Believe me, they don't pay you. They re you gotta it's be paid. getting a, like a, a, like a million. Millions. Yeah. You until you're hitting the millions with your videos, you you're not making that much. You're just not like, you're really not making anything, especially if you're like, you know, 1000, 10,000 video views. It doesn't matter, man. It's not, it's nothing, man. Not especially for people who put like hours into videos like to put out there. So yeah, it just helps with the algorithm and and actually helping the channel get more exposure. But yeah, I'm really happy with the growth over there. The videos have been going on that new variety well, channel. It's been going pretty quick and everybody should subscribe to it. Dude. Sure. It's already up. I checked. I haven't looked in like two days, but it was already up to like 180 something the other know. day. Was it? Jeez, dude. I think. I thought. Yeah, I mean, I know I, I know there was like about 50 last week, and I was like, shit, really? And I missed out on videos this week, too, because of like taxes. I have to do taxes. Mm. But, man, it's been, it's a good, it's a good place to put all the rant stuff that I do that I <laughs> wasn't doing anything with before, and now I just have the editors chop, chop, throw it over there, get get my thumbnail guy rocking out some awesome thumbs, and throw them over hey, there. Man. Shout out to DreamWorld for being a horrible example of what an MMO <laughs> Kickstarter should be. 
Oh, I gotta watch your Project Steel. I just saw that that, that went out like yeah. while we were in the middle. I know I didn't promote it, dude. I'm just like uh, blessed, dude. These train wrecks give me something to talk about. But you know what? You know what it does? It makes me appreciate the games of development that are doing right by the communities and the people that are around them. It just, it does, man. It helps to keep you on the path, or at least it does for me. And also just, it's kind of gives me, kind of gives me something to talk about, get stuff off my chest, stuff that people, you know, recognize or relate to or whatever. And yeah, shout out to everybody who's been joining over there, which is where this podcast is now specifically. All the videos are now completely housed over there. They're not on my other channel anymore. I had to, separate things out but thanks to everybody who did give us a review it really doesn't mean a lot we got two reviews now for this podcast over on itunes um and it's been growing over there too so yeah share it with your friends if you like it you enjoy it just tell them about it you can comment on the videos and, and leave us your thoughts and now i'm actually getting enough comments i can start pulling the comments and we can start talking about them here too that's actually yeah, that's really nice so uh we might be at the end of our show friends right but we're always looking for more to join our party. Rants are always oh plenty. And until next week, friends, uh, live your best life. Walk in the light. And we'll see you again real soon. P.S. Paladin's rule. <laughs> see y'all later.